0: This is Bear yeah. Down <laughs> Wednesday. 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 Welcome to the preseason debut of Bear Down Wednesdays. I am your host, Jason Bell. You can find us on Twitter at BD Wednesdays. Also, if you have any questions or comments, send us an email at, I'm sorry, it's uh, BD Wednesday at gmail.com. Well, anyway, this is the new supplemental Chicago Bears podcast that comes out on Wednesday, or we at least attempt to make it come out on Wednesday. It's the preseason. We're working some of the bugs out of the system trying to figure things out and trying to get it just right. All right, so we're going to start today's episode off by recapping the Bears' previous game so let's do that. Bear Down Wednesday. This. this this. Bear Down Wednesday. All right, so the, the Chicago Bears' last game they actually played was December 31st of last year, New Year's Eve. They went up to Minnesota and lost to the Vikings 23-10. to uh, Mitch Trubisky threw for 178 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. The leading receiver, Inman, five catches for 94 yards, and the, the ground game never got going. Tariq Cohen was the leading rusher, three carries for 13 yards. Jordan Howard, nine carries, nine yards. Uh, The Vikings, obviously, a much stronger team last year, the two-seed. They needed to win that game to lock down the the two-seed, so they had their starters. They won the game very workman-like fashion, so they could secure that by Case Keenum, 189 yards in the air with a touchdown. Latavius Murray, uh, the big man for the Vikings that day, 20 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Diggs, 65 yards uh, with the touchdown, and Adam Thielen was 61 yards receiving. Uh, the Vikings win. The only way the uh, Bears scored a touchdown was on a trick play. I don't know if you remember this one. Bryce Callahan, was uh, it was a punt return. He was standing by the sidelines like he was off the field or about to run off the field. Uh, and Treat Cohen was back as the lone return man. The punter kicked it away from Treat Cohen. Callahan was kind of right there, kind of blending in with the sideline. He just picked it up, scampered straight in for the touchdown. That's how the Bears even got to the 10 points. Um, after this game, the Chicago Tribune noted that John Fox watch was underway. Everybody kind of knew he was a dead man walking the last couple of months, the last two, three, four months of the season. Everybody knew he was done. Uh, the Bears wrapped up the year five and 11, 0 and six in the NFC North. Uh, the Bears went fourteen and thirty four during his three seasons at the helm. Meanwhile, the Star Tribune, the uh, the newspaper in Minnesota, Minneapolis. They focus more on the uh, playoff curses for the Minnesota Vikings. Apparently, they are a very uh, tormented franchise, especially when it comes to playoffs and playoff defeats and things of that nature. I didn't even really mention the Bears or how bad they were. I just said, you know, hey, playoff curses as they head into the playoffs as the number two seed. I don't know. On the one hand, they did get that miracle to beat the Saints, which is, you know, pretty miraculous, but they got, you know, torched by the Eagles in the NFC title game. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if the playoff curse continues. Maybe it does. But anyway, we're going to take a look at uh, what are we going to do? Inside the numbers. numbers. Inside. Inside. Inside the numbers. Inside. All right, so we're going to take a look at some of these stats real quick. Uh, we'll start with passing. Tom Brady led the league in passing 286 yards per game. That comes out to a total of 4,577 yards. That's very impressive for a man in his 40s. Um the uh, top 5 passers were Brady, Philip Rivers, uh Matthew Stafford, Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger, all of the usual suspects. The leading passer on the Bears last year, Mitch Trubisky, uh he went for 182 yards a game. That comes out to a total of 2193. That's good for 28th in the league. He is uh, flanked by Trevor Simeon was 27th and Carson Palmer was 29th. So that's where Mitch Mitch's production was last season, of course. That is the John Fox era. Uh, As far as leading rushers, Kareem Hunt of the Chiefs led the league 1,327 yards. The rest of the top five, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Shady McCoy, and Mark Ingram. The highest uh, rusher for the Bears was Jordan Howard, who was actually sixth in the NFL last year. He went for 1,122 yards. Very good production from Mr. Jordan Howard. Uh, Receiving the leading receivers. This is where the Bears had a big trouble spot last season. The, uh, League leader in receiving yards, Antonio Brown, not a big surprise, 1,533 yards. Uh, The rest of the top five, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, and Adam Thielen from the aforementioned Vikings. The leading receiver for the Bears last year, who was it? The answer is Kendall Wright. He uh, had 614 yards receiving, which, hold on. I got to see how many a game that is. I don't know if he played all 16 games. But if you had 614 yards, that averages out to 38 yards a game, which is not exactly going to scare a lot of defenses. That's 61st in the NFL. Uh, Michael Crabtree was 60th right in front of him. Artavis Bryant, 62nd. That's the biggest receiving threat the Bears could put together last year. Uh, Obviously, uh, what a difference a year makes. We're going to take a look at some of these Vegas over-unders. News News. and injuries and shit. News. Injuries. Shit. It's news and injuries and shit. All right, so here's some news. These are the Vegas over-unders, what people are expecting this year in the NFL. This is courtesy of Bovada. I got these on June 27th, which I know is a month ago. Uh, I could have checked for more recent numbers, but uh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It's the first game of the preseason. Not only that, they're playing five preseason games this year, man. So preseason only will really start till next week. So give me a break. But anyway, courtesy of Bovada on June 27th, they had the Bears over under for wins at 6.5. Uh, as a Bears fan, it's very important to me that the Bears do not lose 10 games this year. Just losing double digits every year is just, just uh, it's it wears on you. And then coming in fourth, if they can some find a way to not come in last. But the over-unders for the NFC North, the Bears are at 6.5, the Lions are at 8, the Packers and the Vikings both at 10. Um, The only team in the NFL with a lower over-under than the Bears, there's three of them. Uh, Cleveland and Arizona are sitting at 5.5 and the Jets are at 6. So uh, I guess that makes the Bears fourth, Uh, fourth from the bottom. However, the Bears are tied with a number of other teams in the 6.5 range. That's the Bills, the Bengals, the Colts, Dolphins, the Giants, the Bucks. Maybe the Colts one went up with that news that Andrew Luck is back. I don't know. I haven't checked in a month. Maybe I'll I'll get to that by next week. Who knows? Um, Now, the best over-under in the league, you have five teams that are 10 and higher. Of course, the Patriots with 11, the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles 10.5, and the Steelers 10.5. Those are all big dogs. Uh, you know, heavy favorites to win the Super Bowl. And then, of course, Green Bay and Minnesota sitting there at 10. The fact that two of the top five teams in the league are in the Bears division, probably not a great sign. But uh, hey, man, stranger things have happened. Who knows? Bear Down Wednesdays. This. 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 Bear Down Wednesdays. New players. <laughs> new players for the Chicago Bears. The, uh, the preeminent new player. I'm going to go free agency first because I feel like they really blew their load. Um, In free agency this year and tried to change the team. The biggest free agent signing, I would say, is Allen Robinson, a big time bona fide number one wide receiver. Last year, he had 17 yards receiving, which is unfortunately only 17 more yards than me uh, before suffering a season ending catastrophic knee injury. So there's a little nerves and tension about how he'll bounce back from that. In 2016, he went for 883 yards. His big breakout year was 2015, where he had 1,400 yards and 14 touches. He could be a very valuable weapon for the Bears this season. Another wideout they signed, Taylor Gabriel from the Atlanta Falcons. uh, Also spent some time with Cleveland. Uh, 2015, his big breakout year went for 579 in the year. Last year, 378 yards receiving. He's a a burner. He's a speed guy. So he is somebody, uh, a real deep threat, if you will. A lot was made about the Trey Burton signing from the Eagles. Uh, I'm a huge Trey Burton fan. I think he's fantastic. But at the same point in time, he started one game last year. He has started five games in his entire career. People are acting like they signed Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates. He has uh, 248 yards receiving in his entire career. Uh, his rookie season was 2014. So that's like four years. It took him four years to get 248 yards receiving. So <coughs> I'm sure he'll help, but you know he's got to help a little more than that. The Bears also signed a new kicker, Cody Parkey of the Miami Dolphins. 21 of 23 field goals last year, 26 of 29 extra points. Cody Parkey from the Dolphins. They did grab a couple of quarterbacks. I don't think they're going to play much. They seem like they're system guys coming over from the Chiefs. One of them is Chase Daniel. Uh, Saints, Chiefs, Eagles. He has 480 yards passing in nine NFL seasons. And the other one is uh, Taylor Bray. Uh, also with the Chiefs in his career, he is 0 for 1 for zero yards where they fumble lost. He played for the Chiefs in 2013, 2016, 2017. I'm guessing those are just system guys in there to get uh, Nagy's uh, offense installed and to, to teach Mitch the deal. I do not know who would go in if Mitch got hurt. If you know that, please drop me a line. I don't know that. I couldn't find it on, on the internet. I tried to Google it and it just broke. Um, another place, more more new players for the Bears as they tried to revamp their team was the NFL draft. Of course, the big draft pick, Roquan Smith. The eighth overall pick, a linebacker from Georgia. As I record this, he is the only first-round draft pick who has not reported to camp. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, word that his holdout is because of the helmet rule and guaranteed money. He doesn't want to lose any guaranteed money if he is in fact suspended for a helmet uh, for a helmet-to-helmet hit. Um, people are saying he's right to hold out, but I gotta ask uh, Denzel Ward. He didn't hold out. You know, he, he got picked fourth. Uh, by the Browns. He's in camp. Bradley Chubb, he didn't hold out. He got picked fifth by the Broncos. How come their contracts are okay? How come they can sign contracts with that language, but Roquan Smith cannot? I don't know. I don't know. He's not the only defensive player picked in the uh, first round, but he's the only one who who hasn't reported to camp yet. I don't know. It's not a, not a great look. It's not a great look. I don't know. Other uh, new players, James Daniels from the Iowa Hawkeyes. He is a center-slash-guard They grabbed him in the second yard and then more wide receivers trying to fix that receiver position. The big one, Anthony Miller, a wide receiver from Memphis. Uh, I did not know about him until the draft, but uh, last year he had 96 catches, 1,462 yards, 18 touchdowns. Those are like Michael Crabtree college numbers and uh, 95 catches, 1,434 yards, 14 touches in 2016. So those are monster seasons, two of them in college. This dude might be the goods every time you jump on the internet he's doing something crazy i think this might be the real uh the real deal the real steal, uh sneaking in there making the bears a threat they also grabbed a wide receiver in the seventh round javon wims uh he's had some highlight real catches this summer 720 yards last year and seven touchdowns for the uh sec champion georgia bulldogs another name making some waves the sixth round picked out of utah Kylie Fitz. I'll be honest. I've never seen him play. I don't know a thing about him, but there are many articles about how impressive he is in training camp coming up next. We're going to take a look at the, the, the big straw, the big, the big swizzle, the man who makes it all move. We're going to take a look at Mitch Trubisky and how he compares to. Tom Brady Mitch Trubisky Tom Brady Tom Brady Mitch Trubisky yeah all right so a lot of people will compare the 2017 LA Rams to the 2018 Chicago Bears young quarterback new coach offensive minded that's great but when I look at Mitch Trubisky Mitchell T slinging that D the D is for deep ball I see a young you know Tom Brady um in two thousand one, Tom Brady was his first year starting. He did have the red shirt year in two thousand, but two thousand one Brady was twenty-four years old. He started fourteen games. Of course the Patriots won eleven and three and won the Super Bowl. That's just what they do. But I feel like his performance was similar to Mitch. Last year Mitch was twenty-three. He started twelve games. The Bears went four and eight. Now uh in Brady's first year starting, he went for 189 yards a game. 18 touches, 12 picks. Those are very respectable numbers. Uh, Mitch, he went for 182 yards a game. Very similar. Seven touches, seven picks. I kind of wonder what would Mitch have looked like if Belichick was his coach? What would Brady have looked like if Fox was his coach? I think those are fair points uh, to make. However, in Brady's second year as a starter, 2002, uh, he started 16 games. The Pats went 9-7. and seven. He had 3,700 yards passing. 28 touches, 14 picks. I feel like those are realistic numbers for Mitch to get this year. And if he gets those, the Bears are going to be much improved. Uh, Tom Brady did not, in fact, break 4,000 yards passing until his sixth season. And it it didn't go superstar level until his eighth season, uh, 2007, when he had the 50 touches the 4,800 yards, just ridiculous video game numbers. That 50 touchdown season, that obviously is his career high, but before that, his, his previous high for touchdowns was 28. So anyway, Brady, that, that, that second year starting, he jumped up to like 232 yards a game. If Mitch can make a similar leap, you could very well see 3,000, 3,500 yards from Mitch, 20 to 25 touches, 10 picks, 15 picks, somewhere in there. We're going to keep an eye on Mitch to see how he progresses as he compares to the GOAT. This week in 1985 1985 this week in 1985 all right so the best team in the history of sports the best team in the history of earth the 1985 bears uh every week we're going to take a look at what the crazy 85 bears were up to and uh just relive some of that glory the 1985 preseason the chicago bears went one and three so that shows that the preseason ultimately doesn't matter about wins and losses. And uh, if you want to have the best record possible, you want, to, you want to lose three of your preseason games. You want to go one and three. The Bears, for whatever reason, have five preseason games this year. So they, I don't think they'll be able to go one and three. But uh, that's what the best team in the history of Earth, the 85 Bears, did. Their first preseason game was August 9th, 1985. They played the St. Louis Cardinals in Busch Stadium. I'm going to leave it right there. We'll pull that out next week as we uh, take a look at this week in 1985. Sneak peek. Coming up. What's next? All right, so right now we're going to do a quick sneak peek. Look at this Hall of Fame game. The Bears, of course, their next game, they play the Baltimore Ravens Thursday night, August 2nd. It's at 8 p.m. It's on NBC, 8 p.m. Eastern, I should say, NBC. The Baltimore Ravens are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. If you're gambling actual money on the Hall of Fame game, you might have a problem. Uh, I'll take it a step, step higher. You probably do have a problem. But anyway, the, uh, the Bears and Ravens, it's at Tom Benson Hall of Fame stadium. The Ravens last year went 9-7. and seven. They were second in the AFC North last year. The Bears did beat them. One of their uh, many uh, victories, one of their five victories. Um, Ravens camp, everybody talking about Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson. We'll see how much of Lamar Jackson we'll see on Thursday night. It's a big year for Joe Flacco. Um, there's a lot of talk that the Ravens can trade or release Flacco after the season. There's also reports that he wouldn't return Lamar Jackson's text. There's reports he's pushing the ball farther downfield this year. He feels really legitimately threatened. We'll see how that plays out Thursday night during this game. There's also a decent amount of noise for the first-round draft pick, the tight end from South Carolina, Hayden Hurst, uh, for the Ravens. So keep an eye on him to make some plays. The Ravens' leading passer last year was Joe Flacco, 3,100 yards. Uh, Alex Collins 973 yards rushing was their leading rusher and Mike Wallace was their leading receiver last year 748 yards receiving Uh, Mike Wallace currently on the Philadelphia Eagles last year's Hall of Fame game the Dallas Cowboys beat the Arizona Cardinals 20 to 18 neither team made the playoffs so that uh, hopefully that doesn't come through (laughs) hopefully that doesn't impact this year's game and there are reports that Jordan Howard will in fact not play in this game and why should he there's five preseason games come on man it's crazy. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to wrap it up right here on Bear Down Wednesday. That is the first one. We're still working the bugs out of the system. We're going to figure it out. It's our preseason edition, so it's it's rushed. It's last minute. It's uh it's not the best. It's absolutely not the best, and that's what preseason is all about. But anyway, if you got any questions, drop, uh, drop an email, bdwednesday at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, at BDWednesdays. I'm Jason Bell, and this has been Bear Down Wednesdays.